Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the 12 Tries Podcast on the Schmooze. On today's show, we'll discuss meddling in trades. We'll take a peek at the way the playoff seedings are shaping out and a look at the week ahead. So much to cover. If you're not schmoozing, you're losing. Let's do it. I don't fuck with you. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. All right, before we get started, we don't have too many opportunities or any opportunities in the season to say anything positive about the mall, but here at the Schmooze, we do want to say a special schmoozy mazel to the mall and Mrs. Mall on the new addition to their family. May this little munchkin mall follow in the footsteps of her mother and never date anyone like her father. Uh, we are very happy for you both. And since we're on the topic of the mall, I don't know if you've been noticing, but the mall has won three of their last four games, and they are a 76% favorite to upset Lobster Tail this week to win four out of their last five. The mall doing well is bad for business. There, I said it. And lately, with the birth of a new mall, the recent wins and finishing a half marathon, there isn't too much we can harp on for the mall, but give him time, he'll come back around he always does. And before we go any further, a quick word from our sponsor, Jason and Company, the premier water purification service in the nation, servicing New Jersey for over 80 years. There's no one more trusted in the business. And Jason and Company have recently introduced a brand new product called Bubbles. And it is taking the country by storm. Bubbles is the first ever sparkling water shower. And the health benefits are undeniable. Unpaid intern researchers at Kane University say the excessive heated carbonation on your skin contributes to longevity, reduces wrinkles, and makes your skin tougher. Still water showers haven't changed in forever, and they've gotten us nowhere. Switch it up with a bubble shower and watch your life change instantly. Bubbles brought to you by the fine folks over at Jason and Company. Jason and Company, wet yourself. All right. Have you seen the movie Ocean's Eleven? Of course you have. Uh, it's a movie about Danny Ocean, played by George Clooney, a convicted thief who gets released from prison and assembles a mob squad of like-minded criminals to rob three casinos in Las Vegas owned by Terry Benedict, played by Andy Garcia, uh, who is dating Danny Ocean's ex-wife Tess, played by Julia Roberts. Basically every actor who matters is in this movie, and it's fantastic. They end up pulling off one of the greatest heists ever. I love this movie because it just has you engaged the entire time. I had new, no clue where it was going uh, until the end. You are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling the job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. You're gonna... Then Ocean's 12 came out. Similar plot. Danny and the gang rob more people than Ocean's 13. Again, Ocean and the squad pull off another heist. There was even Ocean's 8, where Danny Ocean's sister, Debbie Ocean, shows off her thievery skills. Ocean's 11 on Rotten Tomatoes got an 85%. Ocean's 12 was at a 55%. Ocean's 13, a little higher, 65%. And then Ocean's 8, also around that 60% mark. Why? Do you want to know why? Because we get it. We know what's going to happen, and we've seen it before. We've seen it once. We've seen it a thousand times. 
Can it be entertaining again and again and again? Sure. But will you be fooled over and over and over? Of course not. Of course you won't. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fool me thrice, 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 shame on me. So this past week, I make a trade with Freshest where I traded Austin Eckler for Patrick Lindsay straight up. Straight up, and everyone lost their minds. Why? Because Arliss Putin decided to meddle in other people's businesses and caused chaos, ruckus, all over the place. This is who Arliss is. He stirs the pot. We've seen this movie before. We see it every year. It's on TNT every other fucking weekend. There are only a couple threats to Arliss for the championship this year, and the Nata boys are one of them. So Arliss sees us make a move and decides he needs to step in. Meanwhile, both parties to the trade accepted the trade within seconds. Easiest negotiation for a trade. Why? Because A, it wasn't that big of a deal. And B, it was fair. It was a fair trade. Look at the numbers. And then Arliss, who's supposedly so busy, decides to text me that the trade should be vetoed. He texts Freshists that he got the raw end of the deal and should be asking for more in the trade. He gets into our commissioner's ear as well and says there's no way you can approve this deal. And all hell broke loose. If Arliss disputes any trade, your antenna should go up. Immediately. Immediately. You would have thought by now we, we would have learned. But we haven't. And it stops today. Today, we've grown men in our league. If a trade is made, unless there is a hint of cheating going on, in which case a formal investigation will take place headed by the special counsel, Beef Wellington Muller, the trade gets approved. Period. If player A negotiates a great deal for himself against player B, why should player A be penalized for that? Explain that to me. A few weeks ago, Lobster Tail tried to make a deal with me and trade me David Johnson for, like, DeAndre Hopkins. And he wrote to me, he said, everyone is saying you're an idiot if you don't do this deal. I then noticed David Johnson and the Cardinals were scheduled to play six of the top ten run defenses for the rest of the season, and the deal made no sense for me. He's also a bit banged up. But had I fallen for that, that shouldn't be Lobster's fault. That shouldn't be his fault. That's on me. It's my responsibility to do my due diligence and accept or reject a trade. That's it. Period. Remember in high school? Do you remember when, when, when high school girls were so into giving guys the hand? Do you remember that? It was such a thing. Everyone was doing it. And they thought they were so cool. You would speak to a girl, and then they would like they would flick their wrist with their hand in your face and say, giving you the hand. It was a thing for like a month, and everyone was doing it. Um, well, whenever Arliss Putin tries to meddle in your shit, give him the hand. Tell him to back off. He's acting like a little high school girl. So should you. Don't be fooled thrice, 
Bryce and Feis. Okay? Enough is enough. We've had it. It's done. It stops today. Okay? We're moving on. So we're, we're into November already, which means elections, fall foliage, drops in temperature, and it also means the playoffs are around the corner, boys. This is the time of year where you separate the little boys from the big boys. If the playoffs started today, here's what it would look like. We'd have the Narcs with the first overall seed qualifying for a bye, as would Arliss, who would be the two seed. Then we'd have the three-seed Natabros playing up against the six-seeded Worse than the Jets. And then in the 4-5 matchup, you'd have the four-seed 2019 is my year against the five-seed Lobster Tail. Now, I can't remember how we, how we facilitate the playoff schedule. But the way that I think it, it works is you have, as I just mentioned, three versus six and four versus five. And then the Narcs would then play the lowest seed remaining after those two matchups are completed. So in other words, if worse than the Jets were to beat me, he's a six seed, he would then play the Narcs. But if I were to win as the three seed, I would then play Arliss. So let's assume that that's the way that we're going to go about doing this. Okay? Um, so assuming the top seeds win in round one, which, which I think that they would, right? You would have a semifinal matchup of the overall number one seed Narcs taking on 2019 is my year. A scary four seed, if you ask me. That's a scary... Scary matchup for Narcs in the semifinal. And then you could have Arliss taking on the Natabros in the other semifinal. A very even matchup. Intriguing matchups all around for sure. And I got to say, it's the Narcs championship to lose. He's consistently had the best team all season long. It's their first year in operation as Noah's Ark, formerly known as Pound for Pound, where they had 13 years of average performances. Couldn't close, couldn't get the job done, but is this year different? Here we are again. Is there a little Noah magic in the air? I think one move he's made that isn't being talked about enough is the fact that he's held on to two of the top quarterbacks all season long. I don't think he wanted to do this. I think he was definitely trying to shop one of them. And since he was unable to make a deal... By default, he holds on to Russ the Bus Wilson and Deshaun Claude Van Dam Watson, which means no one else can have them. By holding on to both QBs, he's playing defense. No one else can have them. Wilson has the most points amongst quarterbacks at 357 so far this season. Watson is number two at 340. And then it drops to Aaron, Mr. It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Rogers at 301. This strategy either wins him the championship or it's the sole reason for his demise. The smart money says you trade one of those quarterbacks around week three or four for assets and you strengthen your overall team. They didn't do that. There were opportunities out there, but he didn't do that. Will this decision come back to haunt him 
or be the reason for his championship? We're not too far off from getting the answer there. We're going to find out pretty soon, though. All right, let's take a look at the week ahead and make some predictions here in our first matchup that we're going to look at. Let's start with Chuckles versus the King of All Beasts, the teams that made the biggest trade in league history last year, swapping entire teams. Uh, but right now they're combined, sitting at a very unspectacular 5-13. and 13. I think the first team to 95 wins. It'll be a low-scoring affair. I got the King, 96. Chuckles, 83. The King with the win. Let's move on. We got Arliss versus Freshest, two teams directly and indirectly involved in the oh-so-controversial trade this past week. And uh, this is looking like a no contest right now. Freshest currently has let – me, let me take a look here. Freshest, my man, has a – he's a 16% underdog here. All right. He had Eckler early in the week, his new trade, who did put up a touchdown, putting up nine. Um, and Williams put up a put up two points for himself. Uh, this this unfortunately does look like a no contest for Freshest. Um, yeah, I got I got Arliss one fifteen, Freshest seventy nine in this contest. Next up. We got Natabros versus Make My Mouth Pregnant. Natabros right now, an 86% favorite to win this matchup. Matt Ryan back in action, and we'll see what he does. Jacoby Bursett is out. And, of course, Make My Mouth Pregnant has him in the lineup. He doesn't respond to trade requests. He doesn't respond to trade requests. He's starting guys who are not playing. Make My Mouth Pregnant has a couple weeks to let us know why he shouldn't be kicked out of this league. Make a case for yourself. It's not fun when you put forth zero effort. Natterbro's 130, make my mouth pregnant, 65. I'm going to fucking pound him this week. Lobster tail versus the mall. Again, the mall's been on a hot streak, going for his fourth win in five games. And I think he'll get it. I think he'll get that fourth win in, in five games. Melvin Gordon already posted 18 for the week. He's got Mr. Rogers in a big matchup against Carolina. Uh, Lobster had Rivers earlier in the week who put up a lousy 22 points. I think the mall takes this one down. The mall 111. The tail 88. Worse than the Jets versus the Narc. A family affair in this one. An important matchup for, for worse than the Jets. But he doesn't give a shit either. Evidenced by him starting Carlos Hyde at running back who is only good when he plays. And he's not playing this week, so uh, he won't be putting up any points. A bunch of guys on bye for the Narcs, but it won't matter. 112-75, the Narcs take it. A lot of lopsided matchups this week until we get to the matchup of the week. And for the Dove Men's Body Wash Game of the Week, we have 2019 is my year versus Big Bridge. And this is a matchup of epic pro poor shuns, my friend proportions this is a big matchup here big bridge only a game out of the playoffs right now this is projected to be a very close matchup and one with very big implications bridges two studs in garoppolo and mccaffrey have tough matchups this week garoppolo gone against seattle mccaffrey up against the packers for 2019 is my year he's got lamar jackson battling an illness and amari cooper with a knee with a a uh, knee issue 
both questionable. I think they'll both play, but how effective will they be? This is surely the matchup to watch, and I'm going with uh, – I'm going to go with Big Bridge 121-116 over 2019 is my year. That is going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eye on that one. Faux sure. Um, all right, that's it. That's all I got. It'll be an exciting day. Good luck to all. Take care. Brush your hair. Brush your teeth. Clean beneath. You know what I mean? Schmoozer out. In the begin with you. Little stupid ass. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I heard you got a new man. I see you taking a pic. Then you post it up thinking that it's making me sick. But I see you calling. I be making the quick. Shit like I don't fuck with you Bitch I got no feelings to go I swear I had a